Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Fun Fans Podcast. I'm your host, James Dillard. With me as always, my co-host, Bailey Jackson. How you doing, Bailey? I'm good, James. Ready for another Wacky Wednesday episode. <laughs> hey, that's what that's what streaming Instagram's doing. That's right. But you know something, James? We have a very special guest tonight. Yes, we do. And I'm going to introduce him properly. Uh, he's already been on the show one time, but Washington, D.C. native and current Jacksonville, Florida resident. He's the all-time leader in assists, fifth all-time in ACC history in assists. His 857 assists are still in the top 25 in NCAA history. He was a member of the Clemson University basketball team from 84 to 88. And he was one of the leaders of the 86-87 team that set a school record for wins with 25. He was named an ACC legend in 2016. But more importantly, he has dedicated his life to assisting others, both on the court as a successful coach and off the court as a motivational speaker, author, entrepreneur, and mentor to many, many folks. So a special fun fans, welcome to Mr. Grayson Marshall. Uh, that, that's a, that sounds like somebody important. I appreciate y'all. That's all right. Hey, man, I used to watch you play. I'm a little bit younger than you, so when I was a kid, I'll say, I yeah. used to watch you play because I was the only Clemson fan in my hometown when it came to basketball season. You, you'd only write one. You'd only write that's one. Right. That's right. That's well, right. You need somebody right. And speaking of Grayson, and, and like you said, he was on the show and being a Clemson fan, one thing that I, I really like is – since I'm following him on social media now and talked to him a, a handful of times since he was on the show last, Grayson's a Clemson fan. And oh. it really means a lot to us folks who were born and raised Clemson for the former athletes to be Clemson fans. So, uh, Grayson, I appreciate that. And I'm sure a lot of other fans do as well. He's not just wearing what he's wearing for the show. Every time I see him go live or uh, posting pictures on social media, he wears, he probably wears Clemson stuff more than I do. No so, question. Uh, and I think, yeah. you know, James, I think that, um, being a fan is about embracing everything that the school encompasses. And I was fortunate enough to embrace almost everything the university has to offer. As, an, as a student, you get to experience things at one level. And as a player, you get to experience them from a whole nother level. And I think that when you have a mature space in life that you really appreciate and have a sense of gratitude, you have to just make, make concession for continuing to be a fan because it shaped your life in one way or another it shaped your life. And I think that's, and I think that's a mark of, uh, of you really being grateful. That's what my frustration now with this whole <laughs> NIL stuff is disheartening because kids don't have a place to land. They don't have a place to call their own. You know, I look at DJ Uyunglele and he was at Clemson. He graduated. Then he goes to Oregon state. Now he's in the midst of transfer portal again. And I get it, it's a sign of the times, but okay, where did you really go to school? You graduated from Clemson, but people are going to remember you from the last school you went to. And that's a school you're not even entrenched in. That's a school you're not even any more than playing a year of football for. So I do appreciate it. I do love uh, my Tigers and I want to see them all win. I was watching the, the soccer game the other night. We were sitting there watching the soccer team win a national championship. Oh, yeah. Watch the uh, inaugural meet of the uh, gymnastics, right? My daughter was a five-time state champion gymnast here in Jacksonville, so I love gymnastics. I can't wait to go up there and see uh, gymnastics in Little John Coliseum. Yep, yep, well said. And uh, that can be a whole nother podcast with the NIL stuff for sure. You can do It'll that. Definitely. Interesting yeah. to see 
20 years from now, uh, what those folks are saying as far as something along the lines of what Grayson's pointing out. But tonight we're here to talk about the Gator Bowl trip to Jacksonville, speaking of following the Tigers. And uh, like we said in the intro, Grayson is a resident of Jacksonville, not originally from there, but he he is going to be our resident expert on the fun things to do in Jacksonville. And uh, so if we're going to just pretend we're going on the trip, the first thing you might do is to book a hotel. So Grayson, what? And some people may already have that part booked, but uh, do you, are there any hotels down there that you would recommend in Jacksonville? Stay a little bit out of town, or what? You know, Jay. Here's the difference about Jacksonville, and I'll be honest with you: Jacksonville is the largest city per square mile in the, in the whole United States. So oh, wow. the city itself, the city itself, is spread everywhere. You can get anywhere from affluence and modern to as country as Pendleton and due west right and all in the same city so when you look at when you look at our city where you we're a unique city and i say this in this respect our downtown is not our center our downtown is not where folks gather right it's where the stadium happens to be but if you go in other cities we're around the state and there's a lot to do that's right. not the case here it's a completely different animal when it comes here so when you come to jacksonville the areas of note to something to do or the town center, which is where I live. And then obviously the beaches. Those are the two areas that have a lot for people to do, you know, when it comes down to it. Again, being a unique town, this is more Southern Georgia than Florida. When it comes mm -hmm. down to it, the attitude and atmosphere is that same way. You're getting an influx of people that are moving from New York and California. Um, a lot of companies relocated here. Amazon has 11 locations here. There's a lot of big companies and corporations, Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, or Florida Blue, as they're called now, mm -hmm. FIS. There's some major companies that are here in Jacksonville. But as far as somewhere to stay, um, proximity to the stadium, there aren't many hotels. That's one of the issues that Shah Khan is facing right now. When we had the Super Bowl here, when uh, New England played uh, Philly, we had to bring in cruise ships to, oh, wow. be to the stadium to, to have enough rooms to qualify for what's necessary. So um, there are, they've added so much more, but there really is no real area that you need to go. You can find um, everything within uh, a good distance, um, but we don't have a, we don't have a public transportation system like another city. So you will have to drive or Uber everywhere. So um, I think the value is, is that the, uh, the cost for going to a major city is nowhere near what it would be for Chicago, LA, or, or anywhere like that. So your dollar stretches here more in Jacksonville. But the uh, like I said, the areas of stay to do something would be the town center or the beaches. You know, I noticed that, Bailey, we, the hotel, the fun fans landed is I think it's about 30 or 45 minutes out and it's towards the beach from downtown. And no, uh, it's, Bailey, not, can, it's, it's not that far from the stadium. Is it, is it not that far? No, it's not that far from the stadium. There's, there's, no, to be, be honest, James, there's no like the um where they're having the uh the tailgate is at sneakers at the beach. And sneakers is probably uh 18 miles from the stadium, maybe 20. It's straight okay. up the boulevard. So again, you're talking about a lot yeah, of I space. Think Go ahead, BJ. Bailey froze up on us again, it looks yeah, it like, did. but maybe I searched it on Google during a high time of traffic or something. But either way, it wasn't the what I was gonna point out is like you said, the price. I was, it was a nice hotel. Don't remember, Absolutely. you know, the stars or whatever, 
but the price was, you know, something that you would expect in, in this area, not necessarily, sure, like you sure. said, big city, Chicago, sure. something. So the price well, was a good price. I can tell you this. I just got back from a conference in Orlando and your dollar doesn't go very far in Orlando. Florida. No, it's a, little different down in, it's a little different down in Disneyland. It's a little <laughs> different down in Disneyland. All right. Well, once we have our hotel, we got to eat. Yep. All right. So where, where are we going for dinner? Uh, let's see. If you're at the beach, uh, depending on what you want, there's Margaritaville about four or five, no, actually seven blocks from where we're going to be meeting at the tailgate. There's a Margaritaville there. Um, there's a bunch of uh, restaurants right then. There's a, the Brick, the Ritz. Uh, there's a couple new um, uh, craft beer places right down across the street from where the where Sneakers is. Elegant restaurants. Uh, you got 11 South down there um, in Ponte Vedra. You have uh, Pusser's. You have, uh, obviously, Ruth Chris. Uh, Ponte Vedra is where the TPC is. So where we're going to be at the tailgate is probably seven miles from the TPC. Mm-hmm. So you've got all that. You've got um, Aqua Grill, um, you, a bunch of restaurants down in Ponte Vedra. So, again, from where, we, where we're going to be at the tailgate, seven miles, you go into one of the most affluent areas in America in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Wow. You go seven miles the other way down to Neptune Beach in a corner, and you'll find – very affluent there, but different affluent. You find flip flop affluent down in Neptune Beach, Atlantic <laughs> Beach. You'll find um, you'll find Dockers and Kohans the other way, seven miles apiece. But again, all along the beach, guys, there's a lot of food, so you can get as little as graffiti burger. You can get sushi. You can get a little bit of everything. I mean, there's a lot that's there, and a lot that's different. Food trucks all over the beach too. So if you really wanted to scoot, scoot that thing on a budget, you can find your nice food truck. Right out there on Third Street, um, there's a Monkey's Uncle here. Uh, we got a little bit of everything. You want out? You want a um, mellow mushroom? Again, we we got it all down there. So you can have the good part about the city is when I was explaining about all the differences from affluence to to country. You get all the same things in restaurants. You get high end to the food truck, all within the same seven block radius. It's kind of neat. Nice, and that's so, and that's in reference to the location of the pep rally and. Bailey, I think you typed in the information on the pep rally. You want to share that? Yeah, it's uh, on the 28th. It's at 530 uh, at Jacksonville Beach. It says uh, on my daughter's schedule, Seawalk Pavilion, which I guess is right down there. Right, Sneakers. So Seawalk Pavilion and Sneakers is right in the same place. So it's actually going to be at Sneakers, but Seawalk Pavilion is right there. There's an amphitheater there and some more stuff. And there's a Sheridan right across the street as well, which I'm sure a lot of people will uh, will uh, book uh, hotel rooms at. Awesome. So that's that's definitely the one thing to do and uh, lots of places to eat, it sounds, in that within a very close proximity to that same area. And speaking of the beach, so if there's a day, there's a day to kill. So the beaches are open, I guess. What's the best place maybe to public access the beach down there? uh, Up and down the beach. Jacksonville Beach used to be the local beach where you would find the, the locals and they acted like locals. They've enhanced the whole entire beach experience. Um, they've upgraded it. They increased the amenities. The look is completely different. Um, there's a lot of beach restaurants you can eat right at on the water. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love um, doing that. River, but Riverside, I'm going to tell you, Riverside is more of your eclectic part of town. Um, so you have a bunch of restaurants over there as well that serve a different a different uh, genre of people. So, again, but the pockets of the city make this city unique. It's kind of hard to do in a couple of days because it is so spread out and you can't grab it all. But uh, depending on what you like, this city offers a piece of it. Very good. What about, so while I think about it, 
some folks I've heard are going to hang out. The the Jaguars are playing. It's two or three days after our right. game. Like Carolina. The the Carolina yeah, the Panthers. That's kind of ironic. But so are there any suggestions for folks that are staying to see the Panthers play that might be a different type game day experience than going uh, to the Gator Bowl? Because I know I've yeah. seen you at the Panthers. Uh, I mean, the Jaguars yeah. games as well. Sundays at the Jaguar games is something else. We house the biggest screen in the NFL when it comes to the, the board. So, I mean, when you look at our game day experience, it is like no other. Now, I will say this. I enjoy Clemson more than I enjoy the game day experience here um, just because it seems more genuine mm-hmm. uh, and because I have a history there. Uh, tailgating mm-hmm. is completely different in Clemson than it is here, although they do it. Uh, there's uh, But what we have to offer, there's an amphitheater called Daly's Place right next to the stadium. Uh, there's a lot that goes on within that stadium and Shai Khan and the group down there. They do amazing. They do an amazing job putting on the game day experience. Uh, being a Jags fan is fun and it has to be because the winning has been sporadic, but the fan <laughs> support has been nothing short of amazing. So um, coming to it is, is awesome. Evie uh, just went to her first game, uh, and she's from Canada, so she went to her first game this last Sunday. And uh, we're up in the Terrace Suites, and it was just, again, the whole experience is like being at the box in Clemson. Um, the buffet was unbelievable. Uh, the, the view was incredible. And uh, just watching them do everything but win made the whole night, uh, made the whole night amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, Grayson, you- I think you need to – you probably need to work for the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> uh, so uh, some great information. I want to know, have you ever been in the swimming pool at the stadium? Been in the swimming pool, the stadium, okay. uh, and again, it's a uh, again, it's its own different experience. It's kind of weird. I, you do it, you do that early in the season, September sure. pregame. That's when you get in there. By the time you get to the regular season, God knows what's happening in that pool. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest you <laughs> jump in there. I mean, you jump in a splash and get back out. Just say you did it. I think it's one of those things. But um, no, it's again the uniqueness of it and the. Uh, Again, the, the complete JB uh, BJ the the the, fran, the fan experience is like no other. I, I can honestly say that. And I've been and we've had Redskins season tickets since 1957. Right. So it's not that I've been unaware of sports around my world, but this is, this is something special here in Jacksonville. Cool. And this it sounds like a and it is a great you know Jacksonville is located in a very prime position to take advantage of the beach and that type of thing. I remember going to the Gator Bowl. You know, I'm going to say back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, back when we were in college, right out of college, everything was at that Jacksonville landing mm-hmm. and the beaches were <laughs> something that you just didn't fool with in right. Jacksonville. Which uh, is one of the like main, yeah, which is one of the things that they ruined with this city taking a landing down. Mm-hmm. It took away the centerpiece of downtown. Uh, this, the Jacksonville landing used to be the destination spot to come to Jacksonville. That's turned into now was the town center, which, again, is about 11, 13 miles away, about 11 miles away. From downtown, which is yeah, where all that's the where we're staying. Town. Yeah, town center. Yeah, yeah, that's where our hotel is. And okay, that's, and that's where I, and that's where I live. So we're right around the corner. But I can Wait. say this: not only is the strategic um, uh, James in location for the city, but when I moved here, I, I looked at the access to everywhere I wanted to be. So from Jacksonville, I'm two hours from Orlando. I am four and a half hours from Fort Lauderdale. I'm five and a half hours from Miami. I'm five hours from Atlanta. I am two hours from Savannah. I'm four hours from Charleston. I'm six hours from Clemson. 
You know what I mean? It's I can get to Alabama in five hours. I mean, from here and the airport access is like no other. So the 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 ability to move from where I need to go and the ability to experience destination resorts uh, this city sets up for because I could get up at five in the morning and be in Miami by 10. And I literally don't use it, lose a day in vacation. Mm. I still get yeah. there because of the time I get it there. So there's a lot that's there. There's a lot that this city affords. And again, being a military town uh, and the medium income here being about $42,000, um, there's a different mentality of people that's here. So it, it, it kind of kind of lends to, again, small town, big city. And again, mm-hmm. you get the best combination and get to enjoy. I get to enjoy Florida weather with a touch of uh, coolness and coldness you know, in the winter months. So it, it is a right. good balance. Well, that sounds, well, sometimes it takes me four hours to get to Charleston. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We can get there. And I get, you know, I can get to Myrtle Beach in six. I can get to Hilton Head in three. I mean, so we can get, and as much golf as I love to play, there's so many places I can get to in three and a half, four hours and play a good round of golf. So you leave here at six in the morning, get somewhere, have a tea time by noon, play till four, and I can be back home. Yeah. You're speaking, he's speaking Bailey's language now for sure, go. without a doubt. Or are there any other things to, any other, you know, must sees, um, places and must check out while folks are in Jacksonville? No, I, you know, I think again, it's that this is the the beauty and the downside of it. Um, obviously, the city is rich in culture. Um, the rich, the rich theater is here. There's a lot of uh, uh, history of color here. James Weldon Johnson. I mean, there's a lot that went on in Jacksonville. I just got back from uh, Kansas City and went to the Negro League Museum. And there was so much I learned that I didn't know. There's a lot that I knew because I love baseball. But there was so much that I didn't know. And one of the things I didn't realize was that Jackie Robinson actually played minor league baseball here in Durkee. Wow. There were so many things I didn't realize about the city of Jacksonville that was rich in some of this history. But from a music standpoint, the Ritz, there's some amazing museums here, the Cummer Gallery of Art. Uh, there's a there's a lot to do um, from that from that side of it. Uh, plenty of parks. Uh, Jacksonville is just kind of a relaxed place, and it's really a place where you become a local and you kind of live that world. Not fast paced. It's in a nightclub town. You won't find a lot of that here. Um, we have three military bases here. You got Mayport NAS, and you have Cecil Field. And Mayport has your typical uh, Navy bars but nothing, nothing out of the norm or nothing over the top. Uh, so th- I think that's where it is. You're still in the Bible Belt, James. So Sunday's still uh, sacred here, and First Baptist Church owns everything downtown just about. So you've got a very, very, uh, a very, very um, uh, God-centered, God-cultured uh, community here. Um, well, I read something that said you, you drive north in Florida and you don't get to the south until you get to Jacksonville. Absolutely. And uh, so that it's like, it's like being in Georgia or South Carolina. So it's, you know, I'm looking forward to the trip and uh, go have a good time in Jacksonville. Hospitable. Um, but that, that couldn't be, that couldn't be described barely any better. You drive north and you don't get to the south. Till you get to Jacksonville. And that, right. that is, that is the honest truth. It couldn't be said any better. Well, before we go, one last thing. There is a football game going on. You know, we've covered the most important pieces of the Gator Bowl and the Gator Bowl trip, but we, I guess we do need to talk for just a quick second. Grayson, get your uh, – just what's your take on the game, the Tigers versus the Wildcats? Yeah, I, I think – honestly, I think we're better. 
Um, Kentucky has been a solid program over the last five or six years. They've risen to that second tier, and they're maybe the top of that second tier. I think the downside is, is that giving these guys the option to play in the bowl game takes away from what it could be. I mean, we're right. losing. And, again, I don't fault the kids, um, but here's my thing. You played three years and never missed a game. Now you want to miss the bowl game. I mean, it's just it's um, the stakes were just as high in any one of those right. other games. But now yep. you you know you leave it. You know, losing Jeremiah Trotter, God Macumba, and them are in the in the portal. Um, uh, what's the DB's name? I'm losing it. Number uh, Wiggins. Wiggins. I mean, now, I wanted I wanted to see him play one more time. Goodness gracious, that yeah. boy was something. I, he was something else. But again, we have four freshmen, five freshmen back there that were just unbelievable. I can't wait to see them really get a chance to see what our depth looks like, seeing Peter Woods and see those guys really step up. Um, now, the, now I don't think Kentucky lost as many as we did that are going in there, so I think they're probably coming more full of what they had all year, which obviously paints its own you know, challenge. Uh, I think that's where this whole NIL thing and the transfer portal makes it unfair. I'm looking at the Florida State and Georgia game. Nobody's playing that game. Right. I mean, literally, there's about – 20 kids from Georgia, 15 kids from Georgia that aren't playing either transfer portal or, or turn pro and the same thing with Florida state, you know? So it's like, why are the, these games used to have meaning and mm-hmm. now they're taking away a bunch of it. But I, I believe in my tigers, no matter what I was hoping we had nine wins already. Cause I wanted to see us get the double digits one more time and keep yeah, everything yeah. going. But I think that um, they played well down the stretch. Uh, I think Cade is, settling into learning what it really is to be that guy. Um, but I think we just need more weapons. I would, I'd love to see us do more vertical down the field um, and really give some of those guys a chance to shine. But I think that, uh, I think that what we're doing there is sticking to a plan of still recruiting. I looked at the thing that we had two, five stars, I think seven, four stars and uh, 11, three stars or something. So Dabo's still in that space, but I think the times have changed and you got to get in that portal. Um, if nothing else, for depth, I think that's the place. But I, I mean, I want to see the Tigers victorious. I think uh, Clemson is a Clemson is a Tiger town. There's a lot of Clemson people here. Um, when I first moved here, there was a huge Clemson alumni here, and the group that we have here meets anywhere from we have anywhere from 20 to 50 people well, watching a game with our one group. So it'll be a good host city for everybody that's coming, and uh, we're excited to have our team here. I said it early on when I saw the the league kind of shaping up. I said, man, can I get my Tigers in Jacksonville? And yeah. So I'm excited about that. That'd be well, awesome. What, what I would like to add to that is that I would look at it as a chance for these guys that haven't played as much. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is why I play at Clemson University. You know, yes, this sir. is why they recruited me. And mm-hmm. I think there's some motivation for those guys that are going to get more minutes now. But you talked about weapons. Antonio Williams will be back for the bowl mm-hmm. game. And I think mm-hmm. everybody will realize just how much we missed him all year. Yes. as a threat, as a game-breaker. So I'm looking forward to it, and, you know, I'm I'm going to pull for the Tigers. I don't care what who they have or me too. who they're playing. Too. Amen. So, no Tigers. Right. Yeah, National Signing Day, and we're talking about restaurants and where to hang out on the beach here at the Fun Fans Podcast because that's how we, we roll. We pull for the Tigers Absolutely. Uh, regardless, no matter what. So uh, that was that's awesome, awesome information. Everybody just needs to favorite this thing, share it with your folks that are going – so they can get this information uh, from the the real GM. That's who me. We got a plug real quick. If and the other thing I've been following him 
and I, I missed uh, he had a session on an event in Clemson that was nearby. Uh, there's a lot of motivation for for us guys that Absolutely. comes from Grayson. It seems like that's been a focus that that you've and you mentioned, I think, last time you were on the show. So, you know, you want some some good motivation. He's got not just his social media, but the the extended part of that, which is what he does. Uh, it, it can put you in the right space from a mental standpoint, you know, and, and that's and it's, it's specifically for us men. Cause Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, James, if they go to my if I go to YouTube and search out, it starts with men. Mm-hmm. That's my YouTube channel. And it's really about men. It really is about um, the challenge of men, the perplexing life that we live, the weight that we carry, the struggle that we endure, and the uh, the need for camaraderie and support. I think that there's a big piece of society that's that's needing men, that's missing men. You can't replace us, even though society wants to have people believe that you can create a different person and make a different person by wearing our clothes. You can't wear our clothes and make a man. I'm sorry about mm-hmm. that. Uh, but at the same time, um, society does present a major challenge to us in what we can do, how we can parent, uh, how we can support, uh, how we can lead and train, how we can um, uh, rebuke and reprove. Uh, all those things are different now. So men need to be encouraged like never before. There's a there's an intent to emasculate us like crazy. And what I share with people is that when we look at men, Men were made first by God in the image and likeness of him. And he made one man out of the dust of the earth, and he never made another man that way. Every other man was made between the connection of a man and a woman. So he knew what he wanted in the beginning, and he knew who the responsible one was going to be for everything. The actual job that we had in the garden before there was an Eve was to subdue, have dominion, take control, name everything. You're, you, you're in charge of everything. So everything is under our covering. And I think that we've gotten away from that order being important. We've got a society that's taught women that, or encouraging women that being a mother and being a wife is not enough. So you need to go be something else. Well, if you're going to be something else, who's going to be you? And But the responsibility still falls on us. So it starts with men, everything, no excuses, no nothing. We have to be men. There's things we have to own. There's things we have to account for. There's things we have to cover. And there's a way to do that respectfully. Uh, there's a way to do that with encouragement and enthusiasm. And there's a way to do that that will lead to better men coming behind us. So that's why it's important for me. And everything that I do now from the new clothing line that's coming out called uh, Manicure, Present Your Best Self. You'll love that motivational line. It'll be launched. In, matter of fact, it's ready now, but I'm waiting till the first of the year to, to launch it. Um, new podcast coming. I'm doing conversations with the coach. So it's just really talking about those things. And I want men to get to a place where they can audibly say how they feel without feeling judged, without feeling less than, without being feeling weak, but feeling like I need answers here. I need some discussion here. I need some perspective here. And that's what I believe God's given me to do. And I won't do anything less. Amen. I think that's important as well. So check out uh, Grayson stuff online. Uh, touch base with him, uh, plug into his his system and what he's got going on. And uh, we appreciate everybody join, joining us here tonight. Holiday show, holiday rerun with the fun fans over the weekend if you want to check us out. But it is Christmas, so we will be celebrating Jesus' birthday, and we want to yeah. wish everyone a Merry Christmas over the weekend. Uh, but we will be back live from Jacksonville 
whatever day of the week it is, the the day before we're going to be back next week. But you'll see us <laughs> down there in Florida, and uh, we appreciate you checking us out. So make sure you share this with the folks who are going to the trip and subscribe to our Fun Fans Podcast YouTube channel as well as the podcast on your favorite platform. And on behalf of the Fun Fans Podcast, Jay Thriller Entertainment, the Fanboys Fangirls Podcast Network, Bailey Jackson and Grayson Marshall. Hey, Grayson, thanks for being with us tonight, man. I always enjoy it. And go Tigers. Absolutely. Go Tigers. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Go Tigers. Yes, go Tigers. <laughs>